1: Welcome into the KSR Football Podcast presented by Justice Dental. I'm Nick Roush. Happy to be joined by Drew Franklin and Freddie Maggard. Adam Luckett running a little bit behind, so we've got a double dose of Freddie. And we have a lot to discuss because it's week zero. Football is officially here, and I'm oh so happy, so, so happy about it. Uh, We've got a lot on the slate today, but Drew, I went to the Louisville kickoff luncheon today, and... I love that luncheons. This is like our final rite of passage before football season officially gets underway. And I'm, I'm so happy we're here.
2: Yeah, it's like when you uh, get to that luncheon and you taste those green beans and that rubbery chicken, you know that kickoff is just right around the corner. So uh, I'm glad you were there to be a part of that. And uh, reading up on what you said, I look like Stoops had a little swag in the Jefferson County today. So I'm excited to hear about your afternoon.
1: Oh, we're going to talk about that. Uh, we had an exciting kickoff to the Kroger KSR game of the week. And the final preseason scrimmage. Before we get into a little bit of shenanigans, I do want to remind you about our friends at Justice Dental because they're longtime partners with the KSR Football Podcast. We could not do it without them. And you can't really get your teeth done the way you need them to be done unless you're going to Justice Dental. First and foremost, they've got two very convenient locations in Lexington. You know them by heart by now one on Blazer, one on Wellington. So on the east side of town, you get them on the south side of town. And they're just your one-stop shop for, for all your dental needs. Whether you just need your basic cleanings, whether you've got cavity fillings, caps, something's gone wrong, or maybe you want to really treat yourself, get that smile upgraded with some veneers, some whitenings, or uh, I don't know, maybe you do the little Invisalign like Drew Franklin. Justice Dental, they've got you covered from your molars to your front teeth. Restore your smile and confidence with Justice Dental. Give them a call at 859-543-0700 or you can text that number to set up your appointment uh, you can also visit them online at justicedental.com can they get your kids teeth to come in that's what i really need justice dental to come for i've got a teething baby and it's not fun freddie it's not fun for anyone in the family right no now.
3: no it's not i got a question for you guys yep so my glasses i love the what's it called when you got the bottom that's stronger than the top the Bifocals. Bifocals. Yeah. Yes. I love the way these things see, right? But these are VA glasses. The VA is not exactly known for fashion. These are really, really old man glasses or they're kind of cool glasses. I don't know what to make of them. What, what's the, what's the, what's the, uh, the call there guys?
2: I think you, you wear them well. I, I noticed before we started the show, as soon as I sat down that you were rocking these new stylish glasses you know, eventually everything, even old stuff, it all comes back around. Everything gets cool again, and yeah. I, I think you're timing it just right.
1: Perfect. Yeah, and the other thing too, Freddie, the new thing now is like um, <clears throat> almost like transparent glasses, you know, where like even the sides, and so I feel like you're, you're you're as Drew said, uh, you're hitting it at the right time. I thought those were some fancy blue light glasses, so I don't know. We can put it up to the chat. I mean, yeah, we, got, we yeah. got a whole audience listening that's able to to give yeah. us some feedback. So, so
3: the Army's we, really not known for issuing uh, sexy glasses. So uh, I, I was just wondering about these because, you know, my fashion style, my daughter summed up my fashion style the best. She said I uh, dress like a PE teacher. So uh, <laughs> sweats, hoodies,
1: you know, that kind of stuff. So I don't I don't have a style well Jared loves the glasses and uh, Rick says they look fine which I think fine I think he means like they look
3: fine but yeah, I love fine. the the bottom top thing you hear
2: mm-hmm. Freddie you get to you get to a point where not everybody but you're lucky enough that you're not you're not following your leading you're not worried about what glasses are cool because the moment you put on glasses you yourself make them cool yeah. and everyone else goes and buy them so you're a trendsetter not trying to keep up with the trend so I think maybe next week Luckett and Roush we'll all have them on
3: you know Drew when, when I walk through the VA and I love the place they take great care of me uh, at the Lexton VA I got a little swagger to me you know a lot of it's because of these glasses that they give me and you know, I'm one of the younger people there walking the hall. So, you know, I got a little, little, little step in me when I'm walking through the V.A. So, <laughs> these glasses just make it jump.
2: But that, I, I see a young panther behind those glasses, too. A lot of youth. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
3: exactly.
1: Well, I love that you got your Permian panther jersey just in time for the start of <laughs> you football like that? season. I, that. Wanted, I, I love that. I've
3: wanted one my whole life, and I said, you know what?
1: F it. I'm getting one, baby, and <laughs> I bur- did. Booby Maggard in the house. <laughs> you, you But you got to see – we had an exciting start kickoff weekend to yeah. high school football season. And, Freddie, uh, it was one of those things. Friday night, it was absolutely gorgeous here in yeah. Jefferson County, as Mark Soup's like to say. He said Jefferson County, did not say Louisville. Yeah. But it was beautiful here. There was a lot of fun games. But, Freddie, in all of our years doing the Kroger KSR Game of the Week, I feel like we've hit the nail on the head perfectly a few times – But sometimes we just – it's hard to predict what's going to be a good game, what's going to be the one that's explosive. We opened with Douglas North Harden back when Val Wright and Jordan Lovett and all those guys were playing, and that produced fireworks. But this one might have been the most exciting game that we've ever covered in our three or four years of doing this.
3: You know, I just had a feeling, you know, the process of picking these games is too long to really get into here, and it's a corporate secret, by the way. But, you know, I I just felt that – the interest had built up on uh, cutter Bowley and it'd be great to see him in action as we see on the screen here. But I thought that the addition of Brady Brady Hensley would be a game changer for LCA. And it turned out that was kind of the case, but you can't take no, nothing away from Deuce Bailey, the quarterback at Bowling Green. You know, I, I was at, I was, I was at both games at WKU. I saw Bull County beat the Indiana team and then LCA and, and Bowling Green. Uh, I would hate to be a Mr. Football voter this year because I saw five players that could I, could easily have my vote just on that one night. So to me, <clears throat> that game was great. It was exciting offense. I chase Couch, impressed me, Tim son. Uh, but to me, something jumped out as, as I take a step back on Monday. Teams, players, and coaches. You know, I jokingly say football state, which high school-wise, Kentucky is a football state, but I, I, the jump, the improvement, The level of teams, I mean, there's some quality teams. Take Drew's Douglas team aside from what happened. But there are some quality teams at Kentucky with quality coaches. And there's some star power this year. There's some dudes going to roll up some significant numbers. And I saw five of them on on Saturday that just wowed me. So I I don't have a vote. I don't want to vote. But it would be very, very difficult to handicap Mr. Football as we sit
1: after week one. I love, too, that we, we had Bowley's insane stat line, but Hensley, it was something like six touchdowns, 400 rushing yards, uh, two receiving, four rushing touchdowns. The kid from Harrison County, he ha- he racked up a gajillion yards. But in, in this opener, though, I I just love when high school games kind of lose their minds there for a little bit because we saw Cutter Bowley staying in the pocket, take a shot, deliver a ball downfield for, I don't know, 60-plus odd yards. There's only four minutes left in the game when he completes his pass. It looks like the go-ahead game winner, right? Like, buying time, buying time, drops a bomb, and you think like, okay, well, that's it. That's going to do it. That's all she wrote. And we still had two more scores left in this game, Drew. I don't know what it is about some of these high school football games. I don't know how they go to banana land, but it was good to see. It's fun to see it happen that quickly, and that Bowie never lost his composure throughout all that process.
2: Yeah, to your point about it just being a shootout that wouldn't end, I didn't know the results uh, when I watched this highlight reel that that Steven made for everyone. So I feel like I'm just watching a sped-up version, and he throws what I thought was the last touchdown, and there's three minutes left in the video. So I assume there was like a post-game interview. But no, Bowling Green scores right back, then LCA scores again, then Bowling Green scores, then LCA, so it was like just a wild, wild, wild ending, and you didn't really want either team to lose, but it's just one of those games where whoever had it with the least amount of time left when they scored, it was over, but a little more time, and Deuce Bailey, I think, goes right the other way, and uh, Bowling Green wins it, so crazy shootout.
3: The game started, I'm looking here the first the, – uh, Bowling Green returned the first kickoff 90 yards for a touchdown. <laughs> LCA took four plays and scored a touchdown. It was 7-7. Seven seven. You know, the Bull County game – I've never seen this before. Back-to-back games, Bull County, Indiana, and then LCA, Bowling Green, their first score ran 15 seconds off the clock. <laughs> so, Bull County scored on an 80-yard shut, uh, shuttle pass on the first play of the game. And then Bowling Green ran a touchdown back on the kickoff. And it was just, it was just, it was very exciting to see. And I, I want to credit Steven and Piper for doing a great job of covering it because there's been a lot of eyes on it. And uh, it's a good show for everybody involved, Kroger, KSR, and, the, and
1: obviously the, the participating teams. I, uh, I love the fact, too, that I know it's a small sample size, but Cutter did not, particularly play well last year i know a lot of that had to do with injuries and playing a tough schedule but when you've got all eyes on you when you're the future kentucky quarterback four-star guy there's a lot of pressure and look at he he, he delivered he delivered in his first game against the team to beat in 5a and you know what he's gonna have to keep delivering because they play a bunch of teams that were at kroger field on the last weekend of the season to, to open up this upcoming season
4: yeah, We need to do some uh, investigative journalism because was Cutter Bully drinking a Mountain Dew on the sideline? Thank you for park? asking that. I mean, uh, did she play for, a, I mean, soon to be my bullies char- or local Bulleties Chargers, but, I mean, he's wearing the wrong jersey. I mean, that is, what, what is going on there? What is she?
2: What, what is he drinking? My like?
4: <laughs> <laughs> no, man, what is going on? Somebody, we need, to know, we need to get Zach on the case or something. Someone needs to write a story about this, but, Yeah, I think you all kind of hit on everything. You saw the – I think you saw the wow throws with Cutter, what he could do stretching the the football vertically down the field. Uh, And they were challenged by a really good team here. And LCA found a way to win the game. Uh, The tailback was just incredible from what I saw. I wasn't there at the game, Freddie, and Stephen can speak to that more. But just an incredible game and a really, really fun football game. Nick, kind of like for me – like the first game I really thought of was Mel Trinity back when Bush versus from, I mean, they kind of had that kind of feel to it where it was just back right. and forth, elter skelter the entire, the entire night. I mean, it's going to be hard for a game to match that one's kind of excitement. I think for the rest of the season,
3: I've yeah, seen no. two quarterbacks <clears throat> when cutter Bowley was warming up, the crowds from both sides came to where they could watch him just warm up and the pictures and, and the buzz of him pregame. I've seen that one time in in 30 40 years watching this and that was at Leslie County when Tim couch played that same kind of buzz when he when he got out on the field to start throwing the football around the whole environment in the stadium changed and all eyes were on him it was pretty cool
1: it, it was uh, an exciting opening week uh, the Smith twins uh, ceremoniously they they got cleared with I don't know four hours to spare or whatever it felt like hey, uh, they, they weren't just before kickoff. They were going to be able to play the four-star brothers at Corbin, and they opened the year with a bang, uh, and they've got a couple of big games on their schedule. I know uh, Lex Wexcath is coming down later this year, and they got a couple more. It's unfortunate that we don't have uh, Corbin versus Boyle uh, in the regular season, but I know a lot of folks will be keeping a close eye on them. Uh, Willie Rodriguez, another Kentucky commit. He opened the year on the third play with like a 60-yard touchdown, and uh, it was – like, some of these future U.K. guys, it's just you feel, you feel for some of the ones they're playing for. Some of these safeties that are going to have to try to tackle Willie Rodriguez, I mean, just good luck. Good luck. Uh, same thing with, this, with those offensive linemen trying to block the Smith brothers. I mean, those guys just look like they're playing a different sport out there in Class 3A. So, uh, th- there's a lot of reasons to be excited. If you're a Kentucky football fan in the state, you want to see the future, you can do that on Friday nights this fall. Yeah,
3: yeah. And, and there's a I theme. Coming up. There's a theme to the Kroger KSR games of the week early in the season. We're, we're, I mean, we saw Cutter Bowley. And Adam, your your guys up Friday night, Simon Kenton at Woodford County. So uh, I know you like him a lot. So we're we're all eyes will be on him Friday night. So, and then the next week we may, we may see another or may see another two down the line. So you never know. Yeah. And Freddie's talking about a to sell
4: offensive lineman there at Simon Kenton really good player there i think so i think that was it's more the underrated i think players in kentucky's class right now and they get a woodford county team just lost a tough one to Bullitties, Um there in mercer county last week that was another really fun game kind of back and forth um, so that should, that should be some fun football up there in northern kentucky
2: i had to uh, withdraw from the ksr golf scramble so i can go watch Luckett's boy i'm going to be attending my first game of the week tell that's how, that's how big of a game it is in woodford county freddie
3: exactly there's a lot of excitement going on in whitford county it's the it's the bowl game the uh, uh and and the kroger ksr game of the week and uh the, 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 there's going to be some vips there i don't know if i'm allowed to say who that oh, might be VIPs? Uh, Oh, yeah wow. yeah yeah some nice. very vips if that makes any sense wow and if, if you i know i'm a homer and i live less than a mile from the field but if you've never been to a Woodford County home game, I mean they do it right. I mean they're packed; they pack it out, and it, the music and lights, and it's it's a lot of
1: fun. So I can't wait. You know who else does it right, Drew? Our friends at Game Time. Download the Game oh. Time app right now. Uh, they don't do high school football games to get tickets, but they do tickets to just about everything else. Um, whether it's uh, a concert, uh, whether you. Got to get tickets to the opening game of the Kentucky football season. No matter what the event may be, that's your fastest, most efficient way to get tickets. And the best part about the Game Time app, you can see where you're going to sit. You scroll through. Ooh, this looks like a good spot. It's a great price. Boom. Two taps. The tickets are delivered right there to your phone. Easy peasy, lemon squeezy. The Game Time app, the tickets are. Directly to your phone. It's the fastest growing ticketing app in the country for a reason, because it's so convenient and it'll get you into all the best events across the country. Uh, I know Dave, Dave Chappelle, people forget he's coming to Rupp soon can hit him up. There's a lot of great events out there. Uh, that you can get in with the Game Time app, and if you use promo code KSR, you're gonna get twenty bucks off your first purchase on the Game Time app. So download it today, or visit GameTime.co on your desktop computer. Use promo code KSR, twenty dollars off your first purchase with Game Time. And I wanted to bring this up before we get into the nitty gritty because a part about Week Zero is that it's really our last, it's our last hurrah, right? Like I, I'm at the the Louisville kickoff luncheon. Mark Stoops is making jokes about the Governor's Cup, and huh, never see this thing here. Like it's, it's our last time to kind of get things out of the way, if you will. So for us, this is our last. This is our last weekend before it, it's all out college football. I know in the Luckett household, there's going to be all of his TVs. There he's going to have New Mexico State and UTEP on. Um, but the real nitty gritty starts next weekend. You got a lot of things to do before. Um, the season starts before you're on that game time app, getting tickets to all your local events. So what are some of the things the KSR football podcast is, is trying to accomplish before the season grind starts? Uh, what do you have anything you've got to do before the madness begins?
4: Well, we're moving in a few weeks. Oh God. Probably about a month. Oh God. Oh God. Pray for Uh, me. Yeah. Um, yeah. So maybe do some pre-packing type stuff, laundry, oh, catch up on laundry. Might clean the bathroom. Definitely yard work. Cause I'm not. I'm definitely doing no yard work on Labor Day weekend. There's not mm-hmm. a chance. So Labor Day weekend, as we've talked about, Nick, it's one of the best weekends of the year. You literally get football from Thursday till Monday. Um, it's, it's all college football. It's the one weekend where the college football is not competing with the NFL. So, and it's you get the week one games. You get a good game Thursday night. Get some good games Friday night, and you get. LSU uh, Florida state on Sunday night. So it's yearly one of my favorite weekends of the year. So definitely no, don't want to do any yard work at that time. So definitely get your yard work done, get any, mm-hmm. you know, any stuff you around the house, you need to get done before you're your MIA here over the next maybe two or three
1: months. Yeah. Like give the dog a bath. He's not getting one until I don't know <laughs> no. Thanksgiving. He'll be fine till then. Just got to give him one this weekend. He'll hate it. Um, probably play my kid in Mario Kart some he'd oh, nice. make him cry yeah he he does not like losing. Is he, are
4: you making him cry or is he making you cry
1: oh, I will say he oh, is he, much, he is much better than expected for a three-year-old but I mean I'm not I'm not losing I'm not tanking so you know
4: now are you all in the old 64
1: we actually have a Wii. so that that can be even more challenging because you got to like tilt him and lean them. I still can't figure out how to drift. So, I'm at a disadvantage because I can't drift and drag around, but that part's frustrating. Uh, I think the big thing for me, too, Drew, is that I have, if there was anything I wanted to watch, like on TV or a movie or something, I got to catch up this week or I'm just never going to watch it. Uh, 1883, we watched about five or six episodes. So, like, I'm almost, I think there's 10. So if I can just knock away a few, you know, one or two a night, then I can reach the finish line. But if I don't, I'm just never going to finish that show. It's just I'm just it. it it's it's not going to happen. There's too much football to watch. Like we've got a Monday night football preseason game tonight. I'm going to turn it on just to hear the music. Like it's just. I can't <laughs> it's Chris help Rodriguez. It. Yeah, Uh yeah. I turned it on yesterday, and like when Bowden got like one finger on a pass, I thought it was going to be a touchdown. It's like ah, gosh, so close. We also, just to get
2: us ready for football season, I'm excited for that Swamp Kings documentary coming out that just shows the behind-the-scenes of Florida football during the Tebow, Urban Meyer, Hernandez years. Apparently that's going to really pull back the curtain. So it's not live football, but that comes out tomorrow just to feed those juices even more before it even gets here.
1: So they're going to show like, Aaron Hernandez doing things he's not supposed to be doing? <laughs> Apparently it's what? not
2: a good look for Urban Meyer, at least some of the reviews I've read. So we'll really what? see, because they kind of folk. You remember those guys? They got arrested occasionally, once or twice, 42 times, 43 times, whatever it was. Focuses on that a lot, but just really what happened behind the scenes of uh, a college football run we all remember very well. So that, that's on my list this week, although I'm like you, I'm way behind TV. Hadn't even started Righteous Gemstones yet. It's one of my favorite oh, shows. Oh, no.
1: That's oh, how far behind I am. This season's great, too. It's, like, it's a good, it's a, it's, it really bounced back well, but. Uh, Freddie, I'm shocked that Urban Meyer is going to look bad. I can't, have n- never seen that before.
3: Yeah, that's odd. <laughs> I got a question before I give you my offseason, off week. Uh-huh. I'd like to know the percentages of pitchers in the Little League World Series that have to have Tommy John surgery. Ooh. I really would. But, uh, anyway, okay, I'll get back. 14%. <laughs> I mean, that's ridiculous, these kids throwing that many breaking pitches, but okay, off my soapbox. Um, for me, I'm going to go catch a few high school practices this week uh, because high school, for me, takes up as much or more time of my schedule as mm-hmm. UK does. So, you know, even though we're getting ready for the game here at Woodford County Friday.
1: Your season's already, already started. I'm already right?
3: working on next week of our next location. So, all that's got to be coordinated, you know. Media credentials, the school has to say yes, you know, that they want us to do this, that, you know. so – there's a lot of goes involved. So I, I, I'll just I, really, I, my regular schedule will just keep going this week.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I appreciate too that at he's got his preseason haircut um, looking sharp. Um, I got my weekly haircut today. So, but <laughs> I, I will say, you know, my trimmers, I'm sure, my Mark are shot? dying. Um, they're, they're going out. It, 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 you believe it, it takes a lot of hard work to keep this hair. Uh, looking like this but we do need to discuss kentucky's second scrimmage of the preseason and like we'll it you were there saturday to talk to mark stoops and
0: this episode is brought to you by sax.com at sax.com it's easy to find your new vibe dive into the western trend with gold cowboy boots from stott or go full 90s throwback with platforms from prada you can shop for everything on your agenda whether it's a breezy zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe every day at Saks.com. dot com.
1: You, in a very shocking twist, I think you got a prediction wrong. And Stoops didn't come out guns blazing. He wasn't pissed off and shooting from the hip and storming about trying to fire this team up. It was it was it was a, yeah, it was I a think, surprise.
4: I think my biggest takeaway probably from fall campus. We never really got that from him or really any of the coaches ever seemed like they were very pleased with just how they approached this fall camp and how they handled things. Now we did get an all time rant in spring. So maybe that he got it all out out then, but I did, I I did, i get the feel and the sense that they feel really good about where they sit, what they've accomplished and they're chomping at the bit to get the season started.
1: Yeah. And just talking to Stoops today, um, I don't want to say the, the fatigue, but there, there's that antsiness, right, um, that I think builds, especially when your team has looked as good as they have. Because I, I, it's weird, and I, I don't mean to sound like a pessimist when I say this, but I think a lot of the sort of preseason stuff, a lot of the checkpoints are what you don't hear. Um, like, all right, I didn't hear them complaining about being behind schedule or the install or they've hit a wall, like – a lot of the stuff that is, I, I've, I've grown accustomed to the normal rites of passage, they weren't talking points. And it, it's not for the lack of like media access or anything. Like I just think this is a pretty good football team right now that's performing at a high level. Now, you've had moments where the guys are just gassed, but so far, so good. Like, so good that I, I, I'm i a little worried, Drew, that we have, there's no, I, I haven't heard any kind of, red flags that have me apprehensive about the start of the season.
2: Yeah, I mean, we know a few position concerns and battles that are still getting worked out, but overall, Stoops seems a little more comfortable than he usually is. Like you were just saying, you didn't get the the press conference where he's calling out the whole team. I think a lot of this, especially offensively, is just the comfort of knowing what he has in Liam Cohen. I mean, Liam Cohen's first year, he didn't know what he had with Liam Cohen. Last year, he didn't know what he had with Rich. I mean, I feel like we've had 19 coordinators since Stoops has been here. But having a lot of the same receivers and pieces back and just Cohen being there, knowing what Stoops has all throughout camp and giving him a lot more of a leash and uh, keeping the playbook in his hands, I think we've seen a lot more uh, comfortable Stoops, at least on that side of the ball. And we know he's more of a defensive guy. So I think that's been part of his attitude this fall. You all, you all want a little inside to-
3: baseball? Oh, love inside Uh-oh. baseball. Uh, I, I've not talked to Mark. I've not talked to anybody over there about it. But there we can't say enough of the relief of having the indoor being a good indoor facility now the that place gave a lot of people a lot of heartburn for many years i'm just going to be honest with you a lot of heartburn so i think that uh yeah that's not why he's been happy and uh, please, but that's got to be in the back of his mind and everybody else's mind that that thing has been upgraded because that, that, that has been a thorn in their side for years.
1: Well, because to, to take it a step further, it's because when they went in there, it felt like they were wasting a day. You know, like it, they weren't able to do everything they wanted to do. They wouldn't even stick Will under center, <laughs> which was a lot of the offense. So um, now whenever the weather forces them inside – they can just have a normal practice, right? Well,
2: first, first scrimmage of the year, camp, lightning, had to go inside, you know? Yeah. And after that, he seemed like a good mood. Maybe it was a couple of years ago, he's upset because they're tripping over the track trying to get in the end zone. So, uh it's you true. know, they had they had to use that right away in fall camp this year. Well, By taking kind of- your
3: kids to a theme park, right? I mean, you want them to have fun, but if the rides are wobbly and everything else, you know, as a parent, you just can't relax, right? I mean, I think that... That's a lot. What Stoops and them went through. They were so scared that somebody was going to run into. I mean, not just get injured on the turf, but it was such a confined space. Every players flying all over the place. I mean, somebody could. have – you know And I think Justin Rigg did get hurt doing that. So, uh, or one of the one of the tight ends maybe. But I think really that that was a thorn to many. And I'm glad that got taken care of because that that does that does give some comfort knowing that you can go inside and still get work done and not. Uh, just be completely worried about your players getting injured.
1: Uh, it, it also helps, too, it when you've got a coordinator who's scheming up plays for Devin Leary to just throw wide, passes to wide open Barry on Brown. I, 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 it was one of those things that when they changed the angle of the video from uh, UK Athletics that they shared, I thought that they were trying to – like jump cut us and like make us believe that that was from two, like it, it's almost like the old uh, power commercials where they would have uh, like LeBron James shooting a ball and the ball goes out of frame. And it's like, he's shooting it from on top of the stadium and then it goes in like a mile away. Same thing for like those football ones where you, you think they're trying to confuse you. Uh, but no, it's just, they're able to get guys wide open because Liam Cohen is good. Barry Brown is really good. And oh yeah, Devin Leary is also really good.
4: Yeah, you go to that play. I think the best part was over in the other corner of the end zone, it was Isaiah Cummings, and he had three defenders around him. So they got crossed somewhere along the lines, and Baron Brown was wide open. And that's what you kind of want to see from the offense this year. Um, I think really when when we're talking about camp, they haven't played anybody. Like nothing seriously bad has happened. So it's going to be a lot of pro-UK stuff, but I think you have to compare it to last year. And just go, just go back to last year. You can see Isaiah Cummings on the other side. Uh, go back to last year. You had offensive line injuries. I think Levis had a tweaked his hamstring. There was just a lot of mm. things going poorly. And this time last year, they didn't know who was going to start a uh, left tackle or whatever, yeah, left tackle. They didn't know who they were going to play. Um, and so they ended up having to change the last minute to go David Wallaball, where this year I think they feel really good about left tackle, and I think they feel good about the rest of their line, and they got two – I think quality options leaks as of right now, at right tackle to potentially utilize. So just comparing it to last year, I think they are way farther ahead.
1: Significantly, significantly. Um, and the the other development we had from the scrimmage on the other side of the ball, um, last year Deion Walker was just trying to work his way in the rotation. He was a true freshman. Um, and now he's just kicking so much ass that they can't keep him one, because they can't get a good look. Like, he's just, he's beating everybody. And I love that the first reaction for Kentucky fans is always to just, well, does that mean our offensive line's bad? Because there's so many people who are worried about the offensive line. It's like, no, 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 Mark Stoops wouldn't mention that if he was worried about the offensive line. He said that specifically because Deion Walker is just being an ass kicker. And you know what? Like, this happens sometimes. Sometimes guys are so good that they're like, all right, we know what you're doing. We don't... Josh Allen, you don't need to be scrimmaging because we know you can whoop everybody when you're on the field. That happens sometimes, right? Like, this is not a new phenomenon. And it's good to know that Deion Walker has a turn on because I think the hard thing with these guys, especially interior defensive linemen, I mean, he's as good and athletic as he is. It takes a lot of effort, a lot of energy to get up. And when you can dominate whenever you want, it's easy to turn that off and just be tired because you do this at camp all the time so it's good I, I thought it was good to know that Walker's turning it on and when the when the lights are ready he's there ready to perform and ready to dominate and whoop everybody's ass out there so I I am don't do not count me among those concerned about the offensive line because Dion Walker's beating them up I don't think there's too many offensive lines in America that Dion Walker is not going to beat up this fall
2: I think that's a little bit of the old uh, Kentucky football mentality creeping through just because we're not used to having a Deion Walker. I don't know that we've had many Deion Walkers ever, especially as a true sophomore. So when Stoops said he had to kick him out of practice and then get things done, naturally it's like, well, you know, like I said, is the offensive line bad? Because we don't know how to celebrate having what we have right now. We need to be, be excited about him because he is going to do that to every team they play this year. Also, and you all would know this more than me, but we're in a little bit of some backups on the offensive line too. So maybe to get those guys some work, they shouldn't be going against a first-team All-SEC player, get somebody else in there so they can try to improve a bit. But I I took it away as a 1,000% positive on Deion Walker. Nothing concerning uh, the interior of that line.
1: Yeah, I was going to say, I know Horsey and Chrisman were both nicked up, and they are probably your LG1 and LG2 on the depth chart that will be coming out one week from today. Oh, my gosh. We we kind of know what the depth chart is like, but we get to we get to look at the depth chart next week. Just how great's that going to be? Oh. How big how big and bold is the ore going to be at right
4: tackle? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it might be forty eight font, and they might put the two names in ten point font.
3: Another inside baseball. I hate to do this because I don't like oh. to. Do.
1: More, give us there's, more.
3: There's not a lot of thought that goes in in the facility yeah. about that depth chart.
1: No, no, Freddie, no, don't, don't, don't say that. <laughs> yeah. Come on, we know, <laughs> we know they're they're up late on Sunday yeah. night. They're debating yeah. who's going to go where. Um, I just I loved Adam. Before- <laughs> I loved Adam Schefter being like, "Or on a depth chart? What is that?" And it's like, yeah, Are you kidding
2: me. Freddie, are you saying before Stoops speaks at noon, he's not scribbling it at the last minute, making sure he gets it exactly right before he hands uh, it to us? I don't think
3: his priority in life is to let everybody know who's playing where and who's the backup. So, uh, yeah, he, he's forthcoming. He never lies. That's one thing about Mark. He, I mean, he's he's straight up. But I, I don't think there's a lot of effort put into that thing before it goes out. Well, don't <laughs> we'll steal see. our
2: joy before we get it. We're excited.
4: I just picture oh, like, him like in the movie Friday Night Lights with the little, with the board with the names just shuffling guys back and forth. Flaxford, 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 Flaxford. <laughs> <laughs> just ruined oh, my dreams,
2: Freddie.
1: Oh man! I think there's I, been I,
2: weeks that they've just given us the past weeks and forgot to update it. That's how much oh, they yeah. care about us having yes. an updated copy. Oh, yeah. I think yeah. I was
3: on the depth chart like three years ago. If that says anything. <laughs>
1: Oh man, um, well I don't know about you all, but I, I'm starving for some more football. Uh, we're gonna get a little bit this week with Week Zero. I uh, scratch that itch ever so slightly, but next week things get real. We're excited about here on the KSR Football Podcast. We'll be back next Monday. I don't, are we gonna have a Mark Stoops show next Monday too? I don't know, but I'm just I, I'm I, I've hit a wall. If anybody else hasn't done it, I'm starting to hit a wall. I'm ready to get through the preseason, get through talking season, get to the games. We're excited about it. We're fired up for it. Um, fall camp's over. School started, which, man, that's got to stink. Going back to campus and it's like 100 degrees. Think about how sweaty those guys are walking to campus. Oh, Better hydrate. I bet,
2: they're, I bet they're probably ready for some other students to be there and to break out of the camp grind. Uh, I-
3: I hope one of the players don't get on a uh, bus that's going to Pressensburg instead of the library like they did. Uh, do you remember that story? Did you ever hear that?
2: No. How about it.
3: <laughs> I don't know if I'm supposed to tell it or not. No, just tell <laughs> it. There was a player. I'm, I, first, I can't remember his name. Uh, but you know how they, they we told him to go get on the blue bus, right? The buses that go across campus. Well, there was a bus that was filled with tennis players and golf players and some other people going to one of those pep rally or, you know, community events where they go. He got on that bus and he was texting us like, uh, where is it? like Wolf County or something like that? And I'm like, what do you, do? And he ended up going to Pikeville or Prestonsburg or something like that and went on and had a big time, had a good time with it all. So uh, yeah, that, that was a uh, interesting afternoon at the facility, yeah.
1: Uh, yeah, that I actually do remember that happening now. Um, yeah. Because this one, I, for a second, I thought you were telling like a story from like the the old Freddie Maggard days, but no, that happened oh, no. recently. Yeah. Yeah. Because uh, I remember it, it was when they were doing the big blue caravan stuff. Yeah. Like we're going to go yes. to different towns, and yes. yeah, somebody got on the wrong bus. With, it was like, a the freshman. Dance team. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
3: Was trying to get to the library or the cats or something, and ended up in uh, Floyd County or somewhere. It's crazy. <laughs>
2: Hey, it's getting hard used to, hard getting used to college. Not yeah, that's quite
3: yeah. the detour there. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, man, worries.
1: well, we're going to take a, a little detour here on the KSR Football Podcast. Uh, we've actually got a, a – we're all going to be at KS Office tomorrow for a big yeah. uh, pre-football season. Everything starts. So I think that will be our last meeting and a string of meetings and other kind of – it's kind of like going to that last kickoff luncheon, right? So, we're going to – We're going to put it all to get bed. We're going to move forward with the season. We might be slightly shuffling the deck on the KSR YouTube channel schedule because, well, um, 5 o'clock is also when Stoops likes to talk to us. So we're going to have to change up things ever so slightly. Um, But we're going to be here, I think, five days a week with new content from us on the KSR YouTube channel. So make sure you're subscribed. And also, I believe we're going to have, uh, if you haven't signed up for KS Board, Things are really me cranking up once the season begins. 25% off for new members for year-long subscriptions, if I'm not mistaken, Mr. Lockett. So That's hop right. on now. Hop on now. Or a dollar for your first month, whichever one you prefer. And uh, it's during the party. It's going to be a great time here at Kentucky Sports Radio. For Drew Franklin, Freddie Maggard.